to the Girl, Fire Your Boss podcast, the number one destination for savvy career women who want to ditch the corporate ladder and have a successful transition from employee to entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jasmine Suazo. I created the Girl, Fire Your Boss community for women like you and I, women who are tired of pay inequality, glass ceilings, feeling burnt out, having to request time off to take care of your family, and building someone else's legacy. Join me each week as we uncover the skills, systems, and strategies needed to fire your boss and build the business of your dreams. Let's get started. As always, I am your host, Jasmine Swazo, and I'm so grateful for you joining us for this happy hour meets Forbes meets Essence Magazine style podcast. If you have not noticed, we're kicking the year off talking about purpose. Ladies, we're rolling out a one-year plan to help you have a seamless transition from corporate America into entrepreneurship. And let me tell you, the purpose is the foundation. It's your blueprint for success. So I'm very excited because previously you've heard from our purpose coaches to really help you define what purpose is and just experience radical clarity. But I want to take it up a notch if that's okay with you. So on today, we're going to teach you how to turn your purpose into profit. If you ever wanted to know how can I monetize this gift, maybe everyone around you finds value in something that you do and you secretly wanted to know how you can monetize it. Well, on today, I'm super excited because we have Yetunde Shorters, an international publicist turned executive leadership coach with a specialty in living through your purpose, using the power of your personal brand. Yetunde is a certified master practitioner in neuro-linguistic programming, a certified brain-centric instructional designer, and get this, a four-time Amazon best-selling author who has been happily featured in Forbes, Elle, CBS, Radiant Magazine, and more. For more on her work and how she can support your own purpose journey, you definitely want to connect with her on all platforms at Yetunde Shorters. I'm so excited for you to learn directly from her the steps that you can take to not just discover your purpose, but how to take it a notch further and turn your purpose into profit. Grab pen and paper, buckle up. Awesome. So let me ask you this, because right now, millions of women, Yetunde, right, are doing vision boards and they have New Year's resolutions, right? Mm -hmm. And we have vision board parties. And in some ways, I don't think purpose has full out become trendy, but in some Mm -hmm. ways, I think sometimes we don't fully grasp the definition and just how pivotal it is when it comes to us really I think fulfilling the calling on our life or fulfilling our highest potential in life. And so what I want to do is just take it to the very beginning. And I want to know how do you define purpose? Right. So first I would say, you know, I like that the word purpose is kind of traveling. Wide is good. Now we need to go deep, right? That's the difference. It's spreading. So now we need to go deep with it. And so the simplest definition of purpose that we should all know is Purpose is the thing that something was created or designed for. That's it. It's not rocket science. It's not some big situation. A chair is a chair because you can sit on it. You can have a table and sit on the table. That doesn't make it a chair. It's a table. 
So understanding that everything was created for something, even if you were created to travel the world or to discover yourself, that is your purpose at this time. If your purpose is, you know, to just be in a hermit and stay in some place and just chill out, that is the purpose at this time. What is the thing that something was created for? And so uh, in terms of how I got to my purpose, I'm still in it. It's a evolutionary process. And if you can understand that it's a journey, not a destination, the way you approach it is different because you understand that everything you're learning is leading you to higher versions, right? You're spiraling up. It's leading you to higher versions of yourself. So I was that kid who, as focused as I was, I had a mom who was very, very intentional about helping me live into everything I wanted to do or experiment with or play with. And so I had a lot of, I was like that multi-passionate, like a lot of experiences. And I was really, I'm a Virgo. I was really good at a lot of them. So it wasn't like, you know, I was good at a lot of the things I did, but I also understood that at that time, there were things I needed to learn in each one that I need to take to the next level. So it's being able to know when a season of something is ending, make sure you take the lesson with you because you're going to need it for that you know, that first step of the journey of purpose. And so I got there by just learning from every stage of life. I told you I was a focused kid. So I've always been that intuitive in terms of I know what I'm called here to do and kind of aligning myself with all the lessons so that I take all of that and use it for the people I'm meant to serve. I love that. Purpose is multidimensional. So it evolves as you go throughout that journey. That's right. And sometimes we do. I've been guilty of looking at purpose as a destination nope. and wanting to really compartmentalize it and say, this is my purpose. And so how many of us ladies, like be honest, how many of us do that? And it's like, we don't want to pursue anything. But when you think about it, and as you were going through your definition and your own evolution, mm-hmm. I was thinking about my experiences and I'm like, you tend to, that's exactly what I did. Like, whether it was each career, right. each company, every season that I've been in, there was purpose in that yes, season. Right. Yeah, There were lessons learned. There were ways in which I was able to identify new blind spots, new areas of improvement, right. uncover new strengths, yeah. you know? And so yeah. I love that. And I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Miles Monroe, who speaks a lot about purpose. Oh my God. He has a book called In Pursuit of Purpose, and he describes purpose very similar to, that's his definition, very, very similar to yours. His name is Dr. Miles Monroe's book is In Pursuit of Purpose, but he has a lot of different purpose. And let me say the late Dr. Miles Monroe is no longer here. And he, he describes it as everything was intended for purpose, like God created everything. And so I love that alignment. Okay. So now we're going to go into what you currently do. So thank you for sharing your definition, but I want to know your journey into becoming a purpose and personal brand coach. How'd you fall into this line of work? Because if I can be very honest, ladies, I was like three months ago, years old, when I realized (laughs) purpose coaches existed because I would have hired one three years ago. (laughs) I would have hired one three years ago, but talk about your journey into falling into this line of work. So I have a story for you. Yeah, I told you I was born in Chicago, raised in Nigeria. So I went to boarding school, which is like kind of standard in African countries. And so I was 11 years old. That was like my first year in high school away from home. I think it was our second or third semester to the year, that first year. I had a classmate who was from a wealthy family. 
but she wasn't as focused, right? So most of us be reading and she's making jokes or playing or distracting. And so there was this one evening we had all gone to like study and just hang out in the class and everybody was reading and she started her whole walking the rounds to make, you know, have conversations and distract. And I found myself in conversation with her of, I ended up like legit at that age, that was the first time I coached. And I was like, I just wanted to, I said, you know, what are you doing? And I asked the questions and I said, do you, you know, I just got into this whole motivation of, do you understand that your parents are working hard to send you to the school? It's not a, it's a state school, but it's an expensive school. I said, so, you know, you here being here, not studying or wasting their money. I just went into this whole thing. And next thing you know, a bunch of our other students were gathered and listening. And, you know, by the time I was done, she improved her grade. And she stopped the slacking. I was 11. <laughs> and so when that. I think about the first time that I had the experience and the taste of what I'm supposed to do in this world, I remember it. That was a pivotal point. It was intuitive. And I just like flowed with whatever I had to say. And it landed in a way that she shifted her grades wow. and how she showed up in schoolwork. And so when I think of that as my trigger, now anchor that to all the experiences I had. You know, I worked at CBS, understanding media and how to get the message out and the power of customers and how to curate your customers to get them excited about you, uh, the stuff you're doing. I was in modeling. How does image affect how people perceive you? How do you capture the best versions of yourself, you know, on a picture? I did graphic design. Like all the stuff I did now makes sense to how I help my clients package their personal brand except is in alignment with their purpose. So some people brand the business. The way I work it out is we discover what your purpose is because it's already there. I'm not doing anything new. I'm simply like, a, I usually, usually use a brush. I'm like an archaeologist. I'm just brushing off the stuff. It's there. Love you that. may not know it, but I just kind of guide you. I'm the guide. I guide you to where it could be. And then we brush it off and bring it out. The challenge now becomes, are you going to accept and acknowledge the simplicity of this purpose? And most people have a hard time. It's very underwhelming when you find out the thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. Because it's not rocket yeah. science. There's no disco ball like, oh my gosh, she discovered her purpose. Nope. It's legit something you're like, oh, that's it. Uh, but you have to accept it and acknowledge and embrace it. And all of that process gets you to your joy. Because that thing that you've been looking for, it's supposed to be simple. I don't know who mm. said it's supposed to be this difficult thing, but it's supposed to be easy. And so my job is to help more women understand this purpose thing, whatever it looks like for you at this point in your life is supposed to be something you know that you're supposed to do. And so I just kind of help you, guide you to that clarity. I love that simplicity. It's social media tells us, okay? <laughs> social media tells us it's 26 right. steps for 40 weeks. No, but seriously, I love how you said that. It's, it's you know, I'm not doing anything. It's already there. I'm simply yeah. brushing away. And I call it this prayer that I had to God three years ago, Lord, please clear the clutter so that I mm -hmm. can clearly hear you when you speak to me. Ooh, and sometimes that's, that's, that's what it is yeah. because God is saying, you know, when he tells us, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb, meaning when I created you, yeah. I'd already filled purpose within you. Yeah. Yeah. And so life isn't about discovering your purpose, but life yeah. is about clearing out the clutter yeah. to, so that you can become in alignment and achieve yeah. that radical clarity. So first of all, you talk a lot about topics that are super important. And I'm like, you need to like add six more titles to your <laughs> name, you know, words to your title. Like what? So limiting beliefs. Let's talk about limiting right. beliefs because right. 
so many of us have them. Yeah. So many of us. And the scary part is so many of us don't even recognize that we have them. Yeah. Can you tell us, you know, there are women right now, maybe listening to us, heading into work. Maybe they're listening to us on the weekend. Maybe they're listening to us during their lunch break. And they're like, yeah, that's you, Jasmine. That's you, Yetunde. You know, you grew up with more opportunities, more access. To me, that's just a limiting belief, which is an excuse. But limiting beliefs are real. I define them as when we take on maybe the opinions or insecurities of others as truths for ourselves. But I want to know, what are some of the common limiting beliefs that women hold based on your experience and how they can overcome them? so that they can start executing their purpose. Right. So first I want to say, you know, we said different titles is one, I am NLP master certified. So there's certain things I needed to learn about how the behavior of the mind operates and the brain so that I can help women clear it out so they can live their purpose. I learn all this stuff so that I can remove the things that are in the way of you stepping fully into your purpose. That is like all of my work is so that what is the thing that I need to understand that is in the way of you accomplishing your purpose? I need to get it out of the way so that we have no excuses. So when I think of limiting beliefs, and we have them, I still wrote down 10 limiting beliefs I have around budgeting last week. So limiting beliefs are simply things that we think are true, and they're not necessarily true. And usually it's actually somebody else's installation when we're growing up, and we think it's ours. And then we embody it. And when something is a part of your identity, it's very difficult to release it. So in terms of the kind of limiting beliefs that I noticed that is a trend, it's a subconscious trend and it's underlining. So it's not overt. Is the worth. Am I worthy? Ah. I am not worthy is usually what I notice across the board with every woman I've worked Ooh. with is, am I worthy? It affects everything. Yes. Am I worthy of this new job? Am I worthy of this person in my life? Am I worthy of this home that I want? Am I worthy of, you know, being debt free? Am I worthy of the ease of money coming to me without feeling guilty or feeling like I have to work extra hard? Mm-hmm. Like whatever it is, the underlining limiting belief is I'm not worthy. So I do not deserve this or I'm not worthy. So I have to suffer to get this thing or it has to be hard. And I'm here to tell you that limiting belief although real to you may not be real in actuality. Mm. So there are questions you need to ask yourself. <laughs> so one of the limiting beliefs that I wrote down was, so whenever I have a limiting belief shows up, you know, it was hard for me to work on my budget. So I wrote down all the things that were like, why is this difficult right now? So I wrote down now that I'm debt free, I'm worried that I'm going to get into debt again. Right. And so the way I walk through that, I'm like, okay, let's unpack that. What does that mean? You finally, like we're 42, you finally have no debts. Well, you know, what is, why? That's a good thing. Why yeah. am I not afraid to do anything because I'm worried I'm going to get back in debt? And so I explored what that looked like. And I used NLP on myself. And the way that works is whatever the advent and limiting belief is, write it out. Be honest with yourself because this is for you. Then you have to ask the, kind of personify the limiting belief. Why are you here? Right. So I have to ask myself that that question. So this feeling, why are you here? Because even the negative things in our life has a positive intent. Even the negative things in our lives have positive intent. They're either trying to protect you or keep you safe, whatever it is. So I kind of walked through that in my mind and I was like, okay, if this limiting belief was an object, what would it be? And what I visualized was it was a ring. And I was like, why a ring is the idea of a commitment. 
that idea that I know I'm deaf, but I'm afraid to get into debt again is because I was worried that uh, that ring signified, well, I know how to earn. So I'm committed to working hard because if I'm in debt, I can always make money to pay it. And so I let it go. I was like, okay, dear ring, I have to throw you in the garbage because I'm no longer committed to staying in debt because I've paid off the debts. I can let you go now because I know how to manage my finances. Mm -hmm. So the reframing that I did was now that I'm no longer in debt, being able to budget actually helps me stay out of debt. So having a budget is a good thing to keep me out of debt. It's a whole process when you have a limited belief. Yeah, Yeah. retraining your mind. Love that. You have to talk to your subconscious mind. Because that's where all the information is. And people are not talking to their subconscious. That's the challenge we have with limiting beliefs. I love that. I love that. I'm telling you, we could go into <laughs> limiting beliefs could be a podcast in it's it, a itself. Thing. Yes. It's a thing because we don't realize that we are a product of our environment of, yeah. you know, some things are really genetic. Yeah. Our money blueprint. Yeah. We pick up so much from our environment unconsciously and we store them with us emotionally, mentally, and we end up playing out these cycles, whether it's a cycle of depression, cycle of limits Mm -hmm. and belief. Poverty mindset is one thing Mm -hmm. we could talk about so much, but I I love you sharing. Yeah. And the thing, Jasmine, is sometimes we don't even know we have that limiting belief. There's some things that showed up when I was doing this thing. I was like, are you kidding me? What? I didn't know (laughs) until I had to ask that question. I'm like, wait a minute, you're a coach. What is this? And so sometimes just asking yourself the question, because sometimes you don't even know that it's a limiting belief. So this is why you have to know yourself so that you are not setting traps for yourself because you're unaware of what's going on in your mind and body. You know, one of my biggest ones that I want to share with our community is I recently, the end of, I would say Q4 of last year, Mm -hmm. realized that my need for like always showing up, like just in perfection, like perfect. Mm -hmm. And it was an invisible limiting belief, like internally something within me felt like if I showed up flawed. Yeah that I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't good enough. See how it comes back to that thing? Yes, (laughs) yes. And that's what I'm saying. And it really had me do deep dive searching and just like, where did that seed get planted from? Like, where did this need to be perfect all the time? First of all, it's boring. Second off, it's freaking exhausting. And third and most importantly, it's not authentic. Like if God wanted you to be perfect, he would have named you Jesus, not Jasmine. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So thank you for sharing that because I think limits and beliefs go hand in hand with purpose because it's one thing for us to help women identify their purpose. But listen, there are layers to this. Yeah. What's in the way of that purpose? So that's my job as the coach uh, and the way I work it is I need to learn those things. I've taken so many classes, like done a lot so that I can make it easier for my clients because it's about the quantum leap. You don't have to go through that process. I'm doing it so that I can tell you I've tested it. I've made mistakes. My clients have made mistakes. This is what worked. And so yep. you need to understand that your limiting beliefs are obstacles in the way to your purpose. You got to get them out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So and speaking of that, you've coached hundreds of women. And let me tell you guys, she would have coached me if I found her three years ago. I'm still like, listen, I may need to call you. No, but now let's go right into it. What are the steps? Like what are key yeah. steps that women can take to discover their purpose? Yeah. So I have a framework that spells out power. 
my whole work is around personal power, purpose power. And the first step in kind of discovering your purpose, I actually have an article, if anyone's following on Instagram, there's a Forbes article that came out last year that was how to get radical clarity and it's around your purpose. And so I break down the things you need to understand about purposes. One, is it joyful? Like if you had to do this thing at this point in your life for the rest of your life, does it bring you joy? Would you be excited about it? That's an indicator that, okay, this thing is probably purposeful. Number two, is it transformative? Not just for you, but for other people. If it's something that it's a hobby, there's a difference between a hobby and your purpose. So people mix them up sometimes. There's a difference between the means and your purpose. I'll give you an example. So let's say somebody loves event planning and they get to event planning, but they hate the stress of it. Oh my God, all the stuff, this trouble and the stress they got to deal with. And when we do their process, we actually find out is what they love is bringing people together. That's your purpose. You're a connector. The means, you could do networking events, you could do weddings. The means is not your purpose. And I think what happens is a lot of people get caught up with the means being their purpose. So they're worried when they're stuck. They're like, I don't understand. I don't understand. That's because it's just the means of the expression. So when you understand the essence of anything, when you understand the essence of purpose, of your purpose, it'll show up in different ways. That's why you need to get clear on what it is. You know, is it joyful? Is it transformative? Is it simple? And chances are it probably is. And it's probably going to underwhelm you. Get over it and get to work. (laughs) Why do you think we're underwhelmed by a purpose that's simple? Do you think that we're placing more of an emphasis on what's popular? Yeah, I think it's a combination of, you know, we're living the instant age and the flashy, everything, but everybody's showing something. And, and even the people who are good at messaging will show you something simple, but in a grand way. So there's this expectation. It's culture, right? Culture fixes, you know, it adjusts people, people's behavior to things. So I think there's a culture of expecting this purpose to be this grand thing, And so a lot of people are very underwhelmed and disappointed. And to some degree, they get depressed or they're like, I can't believe that's it. Like, it's got to be bigger than that. You know, everybody thinks they're a big deal. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, we're all a big deal in certain regard. But overall, in the idea of the evolution of our world, everybody has their part to play. Yes. So stop dropping the ball because you're mad that you didn't get the green ball. Your ball is blue. Pick it up and go. (laughs) I love this because we all want our purpose to be this grandiose, Mm -hmm. like, you know, no, I was purposed to be the president of the United States. Like, no, you're actually purposed to be the president of the PTA, you know? (laughs) And you're still a president, but you know, you're impacting the lives of the parents and the kids and that's transformative, you know? For sure. But, you know, for me, it's not the purpose itself that makes it grandiose. It's the person. It's the person who shows up in their full, authentic selves and honest, right? Like how I was just sharing with you, like, let me tell you, I just discovered a new limiting belief about me where I was like, let go of that need for perfection. Like, first of all, it's boring and you're exhausted, like to be honest. And that's when you can say, this is me. It's one of the reasons why I think Cardi B propelled as quickly as she did. You know, and it's one of the reasons, got ladies, I know we're not talking about politics, but love them or hate them. It's like people love the most polarizing figures. I was talking to talk about President Trump, but we're not going to go there. 
But okay, but it's because right. they get to be themselves. People who That's get to it. be themselves, yeah, they get to be themselves is where, where the magic is. And my friend Nina always says, perfection is the enemy of progress. Yes, it is. Yes, you need to is. progress in your life. You That's need to progress. It. And so trying to wait for perfect, you're going to be here till March. It's January, whatever date it is. Just <laughs> start now. Yes. Yeah. Who cares? Fail fast, fail forward, and you'll learn. So yeah. you said the power method. And so was that the yeah, power so method? Go ahead. You break that down. You get purpose clarity. So the P is for purpose clarity. And the clarity includes what are you here to do? Who are you here to serve? How do you want to serve them? That first step is the P is like everything in terms of the mindset shift that needs to happen for you in, in terms of the clarity of what to do next. And then the O is for outstanding content. And that is literally all of your content, your biography, your messaging, your social media, your talks. How do you show up with outstanding content that is in alignment with who you are, but also attracts the people that you specifically created to serve? Because, you know, there's a lot of coaches that give that advice. that give the customer what they want. I'm not that coach. I'm like, give the customer what they want that you like so that you can show up. Because if you don't like it, you're not going to show up. And we don't want that. So that's for the O is for outstanding content. The W is for wealth through purpose. How do you want to make money? How do you want to make money in a way that feels good to you? See, good people need to make money so that they can do more good. Good people need to make more money so that they can do more good. So I used to have a limiting belief about how I didn't want to make a certain amount of money because I feel like money would turn me out or I would just be this mean person. And the message I got and answer I got was that, there's wealthy people in this world that are good people. Be one of those people. I'm like, oh, got it, you know? And so it's like, how do you change that belief? So wealth through purpose is identifying how do you want to earn income that would be easy for people to pay you for uh, in what you do. That is your purpose. I love that. The E is for excellent lunch. This is where I get to play because it's all about the PR, the launching your brand, the spreading of your message. How do you strategically... Let the world know how you can transform it using media, using your network so that you can reach more people, impact more lives and make more money. Because now that you're out there, it's going to be like, oh, my God, Jasmine, this is what she does. I want to work with her. I want to work with her. I want to work with her. And then the hour, the power in the hour is for reflection, review, rinse and repeat. Reflection, review, rinse and repeat. This is where you reflect on the lunch and what you've done and what you've put together and how you want to make money and all of that stuff and your content. And then review it based on all the stuff that you've done. If you were in any media, like do some research on, okay, how many people clicked on it? How many people? Just know your numbers. It's not personal. Numbers, uh, map and numbers don't lie. People lie. People are the ones that manipulate numbers. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> and so use that rinse and review, repeat process to Figure out what your success formula is. That's the secret in reviewing things. You're like, oh my God, this worked, that worked. All right, take it together and come up with your own success formula. So all of that together spells out power. So I call it the purpose power blueprint. Is like that's after doing this for 20 something years, that's that. That's what I've learned. I'm like, oh my God, watching all the celebrities I worked with, watching the mom and pop stores, the solopreneurs, those steps are what we've used to consistently get them success. And so when you're in a space to launch your purpose to the world so that you can have impact, build your own community and make money that feels good to you so you can do more good, get clear on your purpose. Come up with all your outstanding content that includes your photos, your visuals, your messaging, your text, your bio, all of that social media. 
Get clear on how you want to make money. Work through purpose. Have an excellent lunch. What media do you want to partner with? What you know, network of friends do you want to partner with to get the word out there? Like, look, this is the thing I'm supposed to do in this world. I want to help you. If you resonate with me, come to me. And then the last one is the R. How do you take the time to reflect and review on all of the things that you've done and find out what your success formula is? Those five steps have consistently helped make my clients best-selling authors, paid speakers. One of them raised, I think, $50,000 using one of the strategies in there, like, it's just a process that I've just tried and tested. I told you I pay for classes yeah. and all this stuff so that I can make the mistake. And yeah. so it works. Yeah. Two things. The first thing is, girl, fire your boss community. <laughs> Did we not tell you that we were going to give you strategies? <laughs> Yay, Tunde just broke down. I'm not kidding. What you just said is so powerful. And it's very rare that we get systems or strategies that are universal you ladies you can apply this to any industry anything yeah yeah the second thing that I'm thinking is it, it's it was going to be about profit but I'll save that I'll come back to that mm -hmm. I'll have a question so the woman that's listening to this right now and maybe mm -hmm. she's not currently in corporate America she's already made that leap right maybe yeah. she's a solopreneur she's an entrepreneur that's been struggling now for two to five years and she's ready to scale to the next level mm -hmm. what are some key signs for women to know whether or not they're currently operating in their purpose or not are you stressed out that's first. Because sometimes it's just a tweak, right? So you might be in the space of your purpose, but you're in the left side instead of being on the right side. You have to do inventory. Like all of this whole wing it, you know, there's some things you can wing it for. But I believe in God. God called you to do something. And you're out here. God is like, okay, you know what, Jasmine, I need you to go out, make a left, turn right. And you're like, well, give me a second. I'm going to go to the pantry and get a cookie. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> So that's the way I see it. It's like when you feel like you feel like, okay, well, I think I'm doing the thing I'm supposed to do an assessment. It's okay to do it. Assess where you are, what's going on. Okay. Is this really my purpose or did I jump on it because it was a thing and now it's not working because I was doing something that was hot at some point, but it's not really my thing. Like do it. Just do an assessment. Simply do an assessment. And based on that assessment, ask those that you trust and that you're close to. What are their thoughts on it? If you could figure out what my purpose is, what do you think? What am I great at? Write all of those things down and figure it out. And it's okay to start over. Like yep. you have time while you have time. So stop wasting it being stressed out. If you're in a state where you're constantly frustrated or you're bitter or you're angry, chances are you're not in alignment with your purpose. Because when you are purposefully aligned, I always say that you time travel. Really? And what that means is, Jasmine, you sit down, you're working on the thing that you're called for, and you look up, next thing you know, it's 9 p.m. You're like, oh, snap, I forgot to eat lunch, breakfast, and dinner. Been there. You literally traveled to, like, the end of the day because you were so in flow that your body was just in there with you, guiding and supporting you. Yeah. That's so important, uh, Yetunde. I was in a season, I've had my own business now, this year marks four years, that I've left corporate America and, yeah. and pursued my business, but there was still this yearning. Mm -hmm. So when you talked about purpose being, at, you know, revealed to us or uncovered in these stages. Right. And one of the things that I've learned, and even in conversation with you, sometimes purpose reveals itself by us simply constantly showing up saying yes, 
Yes to new opportunities. Yes to new experiences. Yes to new endeavors. Sometimes, you know, if you're so afraid to try new things, take risks, take on new opportunities, put more on your plate. That's the only way that you can stretch your capacity. And so it was sharing that to say, I was seeking God and I was like, you know, I just feel that there's a greater way for me to serve more women. And the words podcast, podcast kept coming up. And I was like, I don't know, like I'm already have so much on my plate. And I kid you not, it was a Sunday evening, I would Mm -hmm. say probably at 4pm. And God started showing me and literally I heard go grab pen and paper. And I looked up and it was 930 at night. I had written out seven pages of the framework for girl fire your boss community. And I was like, where did this come from? Like, I remember my husband came home and, and I'm like, you have to come in and see this. So I'm showing him like all of the pages, but you're right. That's exactly what happened with me. But I'm sharing that ladies to tell you that it came at as as a result of me saying yes to a lot of things that made me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to me saying yes to a lot of things that required me to take a risk, right. To be challenged. And so as we wrap up, because I totally want to be respectful of your time, you've shared so much value and ladies, I'm going to be sure to include all of the resources because she's sharing so many incredible frameworks, <laughs> it's like blueprints. So I want to make sure that all of you know how to get in touch with Yetunde. Let me ask you that if I'm mm-hmm. listening to this Yetunde, when is a good time for me to hire a purpose coach? I'm very intuitive because, <laughs> you know, there's sometimes where your body may be ready, but your mind is not ready. Right. So you know how you said, you know, God said, go get a pen and paper. That's what it feels like. And I can't explain it. It's like, you just know, like, okay, there's something has to shift. Mm. It may be a situation where all of a sudden somebody bumps into your podcast and now they're interested in working with you. Like when you're ready for the shift, we're literally, now that I've done my whole training around brain centric design and how the brain works, we're literally energetic fields. It's physics. There's energy around you as a person. So when you alter your energy, certain things will be attracted to you. So I think on an intuitive level, when in terms of that, the time that you need to get a coach is you're going to get the pull. And it's a clear pull that is not moved emotionally. That's an indicator when it's intuitive and it's an alignment. It's not moved by good or bad. It's just going to tell you what needs to happen. Love it's like, that. okay, if you're happy or sad, this is what you need to do. And you, you either do it or not. Now, in terms of practical, for my logical people out there, you should get a purpose clarity coach when you feel like, you kind of know that you're supposed to be doing something different, but you're also a leader. So you're kind of worried about asking somebody you're like, but you know, people think I know this stuff and you really don't and you need help. <laughs> or you're kind of in a space of I'm the best kept secret. Like you watch somebody who's doing one fifth of what you're doing. And you're like, oh my God, I know that what I know and what I can help people with is way better than like matter of fact, it's not bragging. It's like, I know that what I'm helping people with is going to help more people and I, I have more information than this person that's an indicator because it means you are a secret and you're not stepping into your light so that the people that you can serve can see you like there's little indicators like that or you're frustrated right or you're bitter like you know bitterness is an ugly thing oh it's an ugly thing to experience <laughs> actually when you're bitter is an indicator that you're out of alignment <laughs> and so that's like okay you know Lord. i need to call somebody you either get a therapist or get a coach but get somebody <laughs> get help get help <laughs> get help 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So last question, Yetunde, we may have to have you back on because there are so many topics <laughs> that to. I would love to like. And what we're going to do, we're going to do something really fun as well on Fridays. We're going to have kind of fire your boss Fridays where we're talking to women about actionable steps they can take. Mm -hmm. where we have a cocktail and we just Mm -hmm. talk as girlfriends, right? You know how we are as girlfriends and we're like, listen, (laughs) yeah. And so I think that'd be so much fun, but I would love to know you wear so many different hats, all of your experiences, tears that you've cried, prayers that you've prayed, your accomplishments, recognition, successes, failures. If there was one quote that would describe Yetunde Shorters, what would that be? My favorite quote, that's easy, by Eleanor Roosevelt. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Mm. Not even you. That's good. That's so good. I do know that quote. Again, that ties to worth. Nobody except you. When you agree in your mind that you're inferior in whatever way, that is you giving permission, not whoever is it's talking at you. And no one can do that but you. Well, uh, ladies, <laughs> Miss Yetunde Shorters, thank you so, so very much. From the bottom of my heart, I have learned a great deal from you today. And um, again, ladies, I'll make sure that we have all of her resources and how you all can stay in contact with her. I'm just excited to have you on. I think you've helped so many women and start off this new year with clarity, with steps, hopefully with new skills, new direction on how we can overcome limiting beliefs, develop radical clarity and start executing our purpose. I think it's one thing to be aware. There's another to execute. And I think you gave us a lot of strong tools on how we can execute. So from the Girl Fire Your Boss community, thank you so much. And we can't wait to have you on Happy Hour. We cannot wait. Thank you so much. First of all, you are a fantastic hostess with the most things. And it was absolutely (laughs) joyful talking with you. So thank you, Jasmine, for having me on. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Girl, Fire Your Boss podcast. If you want to dive deeper into strategy for this week and all prior episodes, you can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Girl, Fire Your Boss. As always, subscribe to our show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh, fun, and valuable content. See you next week.